Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spark My Muse. I am your host, Lisa DeLay, and this is Soul School, Lesson 166, Fixing a Bad Mood. Today, I'm going to share with you something I've learned from Derek Sivers. I find Derek Sivers to be a really great, unique thinking person. I have really enjoyed his last two books, Your Music, Your People, and Hell Yeah or No. Both books have really been helpful for me to think differently, to think about swimming upstream. And I bought both of his books on this little secret link that he gives to everybody who's on his newsletter. If you want to check out some of his material, some of his writings, go to Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S, and put a dot before the R-S. In his book, Hell Yeah or No, he gives some notes about how he determines different things in his life. In one of the chapters, he talks about how he gets out of a bad state of mind. And one of the things to realize about a bad state of mind or a mood is that we all get them. Creative people get them, optimistic people, pessimistic people, carefree people, serious people. We all get into these little funks sometimes. So if you ever find yourself in a funk, bad mood, downward spiral of some kind, realize that that's actually a normal part of being a human being. Don't beat yourself up over it. It'll pass. But there are some little tricks and techniques people have found over the years and in their careers and lives of how to get out of a bad mood, what helps to lift that mood a little bit. It's going to be unique for every person. And that's not saying that you could be in a depression and you might need to get medical treatment, help, or therapy. But from these moods that come and go from time to time, there are ways to shorten it. And I've found some ways for myself. And I thought that Derek's helpful tips would really make a difference for some of you to hear them. And they certainly have given me a lot of food for thought. So I thought I'd share them with you today. Here's what he suggests. He says he asks himself, what's wrong this very second? So a lot of times when we get up in the morning or we've heard some disappointing news, Sometimes we're thrown into a little bit of a funk and we feel sort of maybe angry, grouchy, nasty, just not right. Something is out of sorts. Something feels just screwed up. Derek asks himself, what is wrong in this very second? Not later, not in the future, not something you're concerned about. Right in that very second. Is it pain? Some sort of mental torture. Is it real? In other words, is it something that's bothering you like an actual wound? In that physical moment, sure, things might not be perfect, but you're not in actual hell. So what is it that's really irritating? A lot of times it's something more like psychic mental type of torture. And sometimes that is a thought problem or a thought loop that might get better by switching our perspectives. So sometimes we get into these little thought loops that bring us into a different sort of state of mind that we can actually fix by taking our minds off of it and realizing whatever's happening in this very second is an actual pain and actual torture, but we're a little bit torturing ourselves. Number two, he says, is observe now, but act later. What he means by this is if things feel really awful, really horrible, really bad mood, wait a few days before acting on anything. Don't make any big decisions. Don't break off any relationships or move or decide on anything big. Just wait until you're in a better mood and a better frame of mind to do anything. Don't write that big letter, send out that big tweet that will make you lose your job. He says, the longer I wait, the smarter I get. 
That is really fantastic advice. If we're in a bad mood and we don't feel like ourselves, we feel angry, bitter, resentful, disappointed, we're not going to make our best decisions. We need to wait until that passes. If it's lasting for weeks and weeks, do reach out and get some help. Touch base with someone you trust and talk through some of what's bothering you. Number three, say no to anything less than great. So if you're in a bad mood and a bit of a funk, raise the bar. Don't just take and do anything that is sent your way and accept it and do it. He says the empty time helps him think clearly. Just say no to all those little things, all those little requests that come up that you're not really into. Why don't you come here and do this with me? And you're not really into it. Derek says the empty time you get by saying no to things that you're not very enthusiastic about gives you more time to think and clear your head and get back to yourself. Number four is focus on my goal. When Derek's in a funk and in a bad mood, he uses that time for creating, for learning, for improving, or for developing a five or 10 year plan. When you start planning and creating and getting focused, you can learn to say no better to things that don't align with some of your aims and some of your goals. Goals don't really shape the future. They shape the present. They change what happens now, in that day, in that moment, and they shape tomorrow and next week and the months to come. So eventually, goals shape the future. But what they do is they change our mind frame and our attitudes and our actions and behaviors and habits right now. We give ourselves enough time to think and plan. We can make sure that it aligns up with some of the goals we have. It could be goals for a project, for career change, for education for developing a more solid relationship with someone in our life, or becoming the kind of person we want to become. This isn't just goals about money or success in some kind of Wall Street way. This is really any kind of goal that you feel needs time and effort and attention to see happen. And number five, Derek says, do all the necessary stuff. So this is kind of the maintenance part of being in a bad mood. Sometimes when you're in a bad mood or in a funk for a little while, a few days or a week or so, you kind of slough off with everything else. You might stay in bed more, you might eat more junk food, you might watch a bunch of movies in a binge or stay online too much. Maybe you make a bunch of purchases. Derek suggests not slipping into any of those habits that will make the mood deepen and worse. He says, do all the necessary stuff. Do the normal stuff. Just brush your teeth, sleep well, eat, clean, pay bills, and stay on top of things because that makes things stay peaceful. At least you don't have extra things to worry about because all that stuff is taken care of. If once you get out of your bad mood and you find that your place is covered in dirty dishes, your bills are piled up and unattended, you don't feel as well because you haven't been giving yourself the kind of food and sleep that you need, everything's going to take longer for you to recover into your normal way of feeling. So Derek suggests that you keep up with all the normal things, especially if they're sort of the boring things. Just go right along with them, the normal habits of upkeep in your life and where you live, the normal things of upkeep for your body, and ride out the bad mood. Keep things peaceful in your life as best you can until it passes. 
And I'm curious as to what sorts of things you do to keep out of a bad mood. It might really range differently. For Derek, he does a lot of things in solitude. He writes, programs, and works on business things largely alone. And then he also contacts people through email and other ways and has some close friends as well. But a lot of the things he does are solitary things. That's similar to how I work. I'm probably far more of an extrovert than Derek is. So I need more contact with people to feel connected. But a lot of the work I do is done in some form of isolation. I live with my two nearly grown children and my husband, but they're gone or they're in and out of the house and I don't have coworkers that I'm alongside. So sometimes I'll get into a little funk and I won't really have someone to bounce my ideas off of to realize that my funk is sort of self-made and I'm running on these mental loops that they're not really about pain. They're more of concerns or worries that really don't need to take up that much space in my head. Some of the things that help me are stepping back and of course doing certain things like spiritual practices like wordless prayer or meditation. That's kind of a go-to, but other things are just slowing things down and getting into nature for a walk or sitting outside with some coffee and doing things that kind of clear my mind. A lot of the time, a bad mood that I'll have really is based on a previous core wound that was triggered. And I might not relate it to that till much later, but that's kind of what's getting tipped off. There's three core wounds. And I talk about this in my book, The Wild Land Within, that's available for pre-order right now. Since I'm talking about core wounds, they are safety and security, esteem and affection, and power and control. And we all have these core wounds. When we feel like stuff is unstable in some way or out of sorts in our lives, or we don't have the esteem and affection that social connections can give us, or there maybe there's a little tumult there, perhaps we've had a disagreement, or we haven't seen someone in a while, and we might feel things are a little not as comfortable as we used to. And those can trigger off these sort of wordless places within us that can put us into this bad weather, this sort of bad weather of the inner world. This is something I have learned for myself and I wrote about in my book. If you'd like to pre-order it, I would just love it if you would do that. You can go to tiny.cc forward slash wildland. That's a short link for this book on Amazon. Or just type in the wildland within on Amazon and it'll pop right up. The more people that pre-order, the more chance the publisher will know how many to print and if a reprinting right away is necessary. So pre-ordering is really important to the success of this book. For me, understanding bad moods that are very normal and natural are regular occurrences in the human life and in the human experience. For me, what's really important is to get perspective on them, to not be so close to what I'm feeling that I can't understand that I am not that feeling but I'm a person experiencing the feeling. And once that begins and I can get a little distance from it, I can see it for what it is. I can see it for the temporary episode that it is and not just some place where I'm just stuck and will be for a long time. I realize that these things come and go on our natural part of the terrain of the inner world, which is to say a natural part of being a human being. Reading what Derek wrote in his book helped me to understand that someone as creative and successful as him has these moments too. They're very normal. Maybe this gives you some tools and some tips to get out of a bad mood. If you have some that have helped you, send them to me. You can find me on Twitter at Lisa Delay or at SparkMyMuse, or you can send an email contact at SparkMyMuse.com. 
Extras to this show, which will include links, will be at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse for this episode, Soul School 166 or SSL 166. And I thank you so much for being a part of this program and my work. It means a lot to me that you support and listen, and there are many more great things to come. Stay tuned. I'll see you next week. 